0: Welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. We're glad to have you join us for the show today. In this episode, we're going to conclude our discussion about how you can get ahead in life. Now, this entire three-episode series has been based on Shane's blog, What to Do to Get Ahead in Life. You can find it at RevShaneBishop.com. Shane, what are you up to right now?
1: You know, Mike, we've been... uh shooting podcasts for a while yes, we have. and it's actually been a lot of fun. I feel like we've done some good work and enjoyable. Uh, this will be our last one in this particular uh, session. So all good, ready to uh, rock on it.
0: And Mike, it's always a joy spending extended time with you. Well, I feel the same way about you, Shane. Uh, so this is our third podcast in this uh, area. So let's just roll right into it. So how to get ahead in life. Our next point is admit when you are wrong. Shane, that can be a tough thing to do, but how does that get us ahead in life?
1: Well, I know it gets you ahead in marriage. I remember a few years back uh, we were having company, which I'm against as a whole, but we were having company and Melissa, I said, Melissa, is there anything I could do? And she didn't understand really that I was being rhetorical but uh, she said, yeah, you can clean the dining room. And so I went in there, and six minutes later, I, I popped out. I said, all done. You need anything else. And she said to me, did you thoroughly clean the dining room? Or did you just wave a rag around a few times and sit for five minutes, killing time until you thought it was an appropriate time to let me know you were done? And, Mike, I can't tell you how angry that made me. It just, it just made me so angry that I would be accused of something that I did. And so for me, a, in marriage, one of the things I've just kind of learned to do over the years is just admit when I'm wrong. You know, did you actually clean or did you just wave around? I, I waved a rag around. Let me tell you something at the end of the yeah. day. And so one of the things that I've tried to do as a discipline over mm-hmm. the years is when I do make a mistake, uh, just yeah. own it. Own it. And don't, don't make excuses for it. Don't act like it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, no, I, just, I just messed up. That's on me. Yeah. Do you think a lot of the, a quick apology, do you think that's based on kind of relational equity or just knowing another person? Because I think a quick apology could sometimes be uh, just writing someone off as well. It can be it, condescending. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Just want to move on. But that's not what you're talking about no, at all. No,
1: it, it's not. It, it, I, I think what I'm talking about, I think, grows from a sense of humility as opposed to a sense of pride. Pride never admits it's wrong. So, you know, take take all of this COVID stuff, right? Uh, we've been in this for two years. You know, we, we've just been swirling in this. You know what I would really appreciate? Instead of people saying, you know, if you get this vaccine, you'll, you'll never get COVID and you'll never have to wear a mask again. And then them being wrong time after time after time. If you do this then and, and they're wrong time after time after time. I would have found it so refreshing if somebody would have said uh, we are dealing with something new. We have no real idea what we're doing. We've got the best people we have on it and we really are trying to help. I would have responded really well to that. And so for me, part of uh, this is just yeah. admitting that that you're wrong. I, You know, we we made a mistake. I, I got that wrong. Uh as opposed to to just coming in with even more hyperbole right. on top of things, or or the last thing I'm going to do is admit I'm wrong, even though everybody knows I'm wrong. And I would find it very refreshing if there was just people out
0: there who say, "Hey, got that wrong. wasn't trying yeah. to. just did." And you're really, uh, how you're presenting this, I think, is a form of leadership because leaders, we're supposed to kind of, you know, uh, we may not have all the answers, but we're supposed to be that strong and steady force sometimes. But what I hear you saying is that transparency, honesty, admitting mistakes, this can actually be a strong form of leadership when really it's clear no one knows what is going on. Yeah, sometimes stating the obvious isn't weakness. You gain credibility
1: when you state the obvious. Uh, and people go, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, for for me, I've I've been a pastor here for 25 years, Mike. I've not always gotten everything right, but there was never a single time I tried to get things wrong. And when I am wrong, I want to be quick to just admit that. And and being wrong, there's a difference between being wrong and taking a risk and it not working out. You know, sometimes you take a risk it doesn't work out. Well, it just doesn't work out. We we gave it our best shot. We're all good. But I'm just talking about when when you're wrong, when you've made a bad decision, when when it's just clear to everybody in the whole world you were wrong. It's probably good to admit you yeah. were wrong.
0: Your ship may sink if you keep saying, you know, you, you uh, if you can't admit that you're wrong. Shane, this next one here, uh, I really think, I think you've spoken a lot to it. I think it's really important. Choose not to be offended. How does that keep you kind of moving forward and get you ahead. Choosing to be offended is a derailing exercise
1: because once you take up an offense, it requires energy to keep it going Hmm. and it derails you from your mission. You can really be focused on what you're doing. The second you take up an offense, it moves to the front burner and it becomes what is on your mind and whatever is really important, it, it moves somewhere else. So I decided a long time ago, I'm going to make it really hard for people to offend me. They're really going to have to try hard. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you can't. I mean, let me tell you, does not mean you can't, but nobody's yeah. going to accidentally offend me because mm-hmm. I didn't give them the benefit of the doubt. Nobody yeah. even somebody who wants to chip at me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to take offense at that because right. I don't
0: have time for it. Yeah.
1: So choosing not to be offended, I think is a way to get ahead because you're not always radiating at high frequencies about stuff that doesn't matter.
0: Right. So if there's an offense coming our way, it's kind of like the metaphor about something in the river, like trash in the river, something in the river, right? You have a choice of if you're going to go pick that up out of there, or you could just let it keep on floating by and choosing not to be offended as a way of just letting it uh, go by. Well, I think about this a lot, Mike. Let's say, let's say you,
1: as the senior associate pastor here, let's say you got upset with me about something, right? And I, I, I made a decision, you disagree with it, but you start putting a lot of time, effort, and energy in that. Before long, you're going to be distracted from what you're supposed right. to be doing. You're going to get twisted sideways. If you don't have the courage to talk to me about it, which most people don't have the courage to talk mm-hmm. to somebody... Then you're increasingly going to get a bad attitude. Your behavior from my perspective is going to get increasingly more bizarre. And I mean, we're going to get distance between us. So let me tell you how this all plays out. You got offended by something I did, right? Mm -hmm. You are having a really tough go. Me? I haven't thought twice about it. I had somebody walk up to me a few years back and they said, I am so upset by you that I've had to go to counseling because of your sermons and I said that's very interesting because I never think of you at all you know I, yeah. I, I just don't you take so, up you get yeah. you get all in a wad about something right. you know my mom was telling me there was a baseball announcer that just got on my mom's last nerve and mom called me and she said I can't sleep because I'm so upset about this announcer I said how often do you think that announcer thinks about you and she laughed, and she said, "Never." I said, "Well, I sure wouldn't spend any time thinking about that announcer <laughs> right. either." A lot of times we get all offended. Mike just damages us. The person toward whom <laughs> we're offended, they could care less. Right.
0: And if some, if it's a healthy person, and they can't handle, there, you know, if there's something really bothering them, then maybe it needs to be talked about. But I think most people can just, with an offense, just let. You know, let some of this stuff go or don't ever pick it up at all. Well, some of it needs, there are things, if you can let something go, you should. Yeah.
1: But some things aren't healthy to let go. And those are things you need to talk about. And that's really what Jesus was getting at in Matthew 18. You know, if, if you've got something that you can't let go, you need to talk to the yeah. person, not about the person. And, and there's a whole process there. And the other thing is the sooner you talk about it the better off you'll be. Because right. if I said something, Mike, that offended you, and instead of immediately saying, hey, could you explain that? I kind of took that wrong yeah. and given us a chance to do it. But you sit on that for 48 hours. You're, you've put a lot more energy. You're going to come back at me at an energy level that is not going to play well with me right. because I'm just simply not there. But if you do it in the conversation, and let me explain it. 99% of the time, I would yeah. say, hey, didn't mean a thing right. by that. And those things can clean up really quick. You but know. choosing not to be offended in the workplace is yes. a
0: skill set. And Shane, we've talked about before, sometimes it is totally what someone feels uh, or what someone says to another person was never supposed to uh, be meant in the way that it was taken. All right, next, getting ahead. We talked. We touched on this a little bit the last episode. Be humble. Be humble. You know, Shane, I was uh, recently playing a game called Wordle. Have you played Wordle, Shane?
1: No, but I see a lot about it, which makes me passive-aggressive and not ever want to... Anything It's trendy, yeah. Mike... I don't want to be a part of it in mm. any way, shape, or form. So I have bad feelings about this because yeah. it's so popular.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not always jumping on the trendy stuff, but I finally was interested. You're on enough. this one. You're I, on I, I the Wordle. If the, I, if Wordle was a bull, you would be a bull <laughs> rider. Yeah, right it here. hasn't thrown me off yet. So you get there's fi- you get five chances. It's a word you don't know, and you uh, it's a five word. Uh, it's a five-letter word. Mm-hmm. And so you just throw the first five letters out there, and it will let you know if you got a right letter in the five-letter word, and it will let you know if it was placed in the right spot or not. So you get five chances. Uh, the words uh, increase in difficulty as the week goes on. So anyways, uh, just a, it, you can only play it once a day as well. And so uh, I sent it, I I got one right in like three tries and I sent it to a group of Christian leaders that I know. And I said, is that the deal? You get something right and then you send it to others. Yeah. And I said, but not only that, I put in there, I'm a genius. Oh, good. Yes. Yes. And so there was a a slight hint of humor in that. This is about being humble, right? Uh Uh, Okay. And someone replied back to me, humility and genius IQ. Can it get any better? I love it. (laughs) I thought that was really good. That's great. Yeah, But, uh, you know, that was me just having a little bit of fun. But humility, Shane, how does that get us ahead? Sometimes people think of humility as being a doormat. You know, a
1: humble person is, is a doormat and all that. Humility is anything but that. For me, humility is just realizing that anything good in your life has come to you in part by the contributions of others. I've received some recognition over the years as a pastor and all of those kind of things. But at the end of the day, you know, a quarterback may get an MVP award, but if his team is not doing a really good job, he wouldn't even be up for consideration. And for me, humility is just realizing any good thing that has happened in my life has come because other people are working real hard because they see the vision because they're investing in the vision. We're, we're not out there by ourselves. Yeah. If, if I think it's all about me and I'm all that in a bag of communion wafers uh, I'm never going to get That's ahead. Right. I, I'm never going to get ahead. But humility says thank you to this team. And if I get an award, one of the things I, I saw something in football that I just loved a, a, a running back scored a touchdown and instead of doing some kind of Saturday night live routine or Saturday night fever routine would be closer. Uh, the running back handed the ball to the guard who created the hole for him and the guard spiked the ball. And I thought that's humility. It's, it's not me scoring because someone else blocked so that I can do a choreographed dance. It's me realizing had that guy not pushed that defensive tackle out of the way, I lost five yards. And that, for me, is what humility is about.
0: I think uh, with that mindset you're, you're talking about, when there is an accomplishment, we have some... Group of people. We have someone else, a group of people to celebrate with. Exactly. I mean, just celebrating by ourselves—that sounds really awful and lonely. Um, But uh, the fam, family, friends, uh, a team, uh, work—you know—having those people celebrate with, I think, it makes it more rewarding.
1: And in that sense, Mike, humility becomes a quality of life issue. It becomes a quality of life issue. Humble people are going to have a better quality of life because they share their lives and they feel that other people have contributed deeply to what they do. I remember several years ago, uh, an award, I don't know, recognition or something came my way that really surprised me. It was well beyond anything. And When I looked at the list of people who had previously received this award, the the first thing I thought to myself is, I'm the only person I've never heard of on the whole list. And when they got to tell me why they chose me, Mike, none of it really had to do with me. They chose me because we were so out in front of everybody else online because right. our technical stuff was so far out in front. Right. And, and what they really did was describe 20, 10 people who serve on our staff, but I let them do what they do. If right. I felt like I needed to oh. get every bit of credit, I, I would have been the cap to that. But because they were free to do their art hmm. and to do their ministry, uh something came my way but the second i received that i thought to myself there's zero chance that this comes to me without the contributions of a whole lot of young staff and for me humility
0: is just realizing that shane we've been talking a lot about uh, thinking of other people and that's why you say i think here taking an interest in other people actually help get us ahead as well. So how taking an interest in other people help us in that way.
1: A couple of years ago I had somebody that was wanting to get a social media presence going and and they said how how should I start thinking about social media if I really want to make influence and impact. I said forget any idea you ever had that you're interesting. Just realize you're a complete bore to everyone. No one cares about you. Repeat that after me. No one cares about you. People care about them. They care about their own lives. And if you can add value to their lives, you have done something really good. So what I try to do is just take an interest in other people. Find out what they're thinking. Uh, Ask questions. If I have a server serve me and they have some kind of interesting tattoo and, and they're not in way to yeah. a huge hurry. I say, hey, do you mind telling me the story there? They love to tell you stories. And so just just get out of your mind that you're interesting. You're not interesting. Get in your mind that other people are interesting and that is a real way to get ahead. A f- couple of years ago, we were at a- an event and a person in my group met someone that I already knew. And I said, what did you think of them? And they said something I'll never forget. They said, I really thought he was a really nice guy. He was interested in me. (laughs) And that's pretty profound. You want to get ahead, take interest
0: in other people and stop trying to be interesting. And it will be a game changer. Shane, our final point today for how to get ahead. I love this. Just smile. How to smile and get us a head shake? I often
1: tell people, Mike, that I'm an orthodox Christian, but I'm not in a bad mood about it. I I think we give off energy, and that's either positive or negative or or neutral. But for me, just putting a smile on my face, get a little pep in my step. I, I know my dad my dad and I go to breakfast uh, probably three or four days a week and have for years and years and years. My dad's a high energy person. He's always smiling. Uh, He he loves to tell people jokes and make comments and 99% of the time it goes over pretty well. And, and sometimes it doesn't, but I mean, when I go places with my dad, Mike, we will walk into a fast food restaurant for breakfast. People love seeing him because he brings energy. He's got a smile on his face. He Mm -hmm. likes people and people like to be liked and he just brings this energy and people get so excited and you wouldn't believe how many free breakfasts we get because my dad is their favorite customer and so smile sets the tone for your space imagine Mm -hmm. that that you are a room so as people come into your room what is it they see if they see an office that's an absolute mess If it's 99 degrees, if it's 20 degrees, if they see an uncomfortable office, an uncomfortable space, they're not going to be attracted to that. For me, a smile is to create a comfortable space around me. It's a welcoming space. It's an approachable space. It's a friendly space.
0: Yeah. Shane, I wonder how many people out there, if they would just maybe increase their percentage of smiling every day, 20%. I wonder after a year or so, how much of an impact that could have on their life? Well, think about the workplace. Think about where most people
1: work. And and after a while, it's kind of you're making the donuts, you know, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of gets to be a grind and then stuff's hard and then you get twisted and then you get offended and, and stuff's hard. But think about just the simple difference that a happy person makes because things are contagious and things do stand out. And I think just walking through life with a smile on your face and that people can just see that you're happy. You want to stand out?
0: Make people think you're happy. That'll throw them off. Shane, I really have enjoyed our time together. Would you say it's the best time you've ever had? Uh, Best time today. How's that? That's a I like compliment that. though. I like that, right. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it be it beat
1: bringing your daughters home from school, it did, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like
0: I'm ahead of that. And trying to manage the tension of getting them to school this morning.
1: Right, right. And the Forty. care that That uh, Valerie had for you uh, when the
0: picture picture fell fell on your head. Yeah. Yeah, all that. That's why I have that gash and uh, I'm bleeding right now. You know, a few stitches,
1: things grow back, skin grows
0: back. Yeah, I might have some issues with that. But Shane, it's been a lot of fun. Any closing thoughts about how to get ahead for our audience? Sure. You want to get ahead? Work hard. Have a great attitude.
1: Be a team player. Watch your language. Refuse drama. Show some respect. Be approachable. Stay clean and sober have good manners, encourage others, think before you speak, dress professionally, forgive others, be thankful, admit when you're wrong, choose not to be offended, be humble, take an interest in other people, be quick to apologize, and smile. Mike, I think if people will put these things in play, they would be shocked at how their lives and their relationships would turn around and how
0: quickly they would do so. Well, thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. We'd love for you to subscribe, share, and review our podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Shane or I, visit our websites, RevShaneBishop.com or RevMikeWoo.com. We'll talk to you next time. Make sure that you keep the change.